$100 million in jury verdicts and settlements for serious injury victims, medical malpractice victims, and surviving family members of wrongful death victims. Trial Lawyers for Justice. This is a firm that does not handle frivolous lawsuits. They go after insurance company money, and they're darn good at it. They don't sell their clients out or settle cheaply. Trial Lawyers for Justice, the firm that goes the distance for you their client. They treat their clients the way you would want your own family members taken care of. Nicholas Rowley, Dominic Pachota, and the other trial lawyers in the firm at Trial Lawyers for Justice, dedicated to representing the people and their families in Iowa, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, Illinois, California, Wyoming, and many other states. Trial Lawyers for Justice. $100 million in settlements and jury verdicts already in 2016. 888-811-0844. Trial Lawyers for Justice. Welcome to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Today's show is going to be really fun because we have Vern Glenn, who was our co-host for a couple of years on, and he just got so busy he could only come on as a guest once in a while. Isn't that right? Yeah, well, now we got him. So it's good to have you aboard, Vern. Hey, man. Hey, hey you know, my, my blood still tingles. When I hear your voices, yeah. <laughs> the, name, the name Sports Econ 101. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and at each commercial break, you got to stay tuned because we're going to be uh, asking a sports trivia question. And uh, you know what? I think we're going to give away some of those uh, paintball tickets. How's oh, that? That sounds good. For, for, uh, the, uh, I don't first want them, email. but I know some people who do. <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of fun, actually. Yeah, yeah. And today is uh, going to be uh, tri- football is going to be our oh, trivia. Sounds good. All right? Yeah. And it hey, is, hey, paintball's fun until you get hit. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. It's yeah, I got I got hit in the face. Ooh. Yeah, but I, mean, oh, I was wearing I was wearing a mask. Okay, so it didn't hurt. Uh, not well. It you get welts. I'll yeah. tell you. Really? Yeah. Okay. So what you do is you got to wear padded clothing. So yeah. you know all these yeah. guys. They they it's amazing. And I played this twenty something years ago. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that I had this this very very small inkling because it was a very very hot sticky day. Of what guys in Vietnam went through, oh, like yeah. I said, it's just like one yeah. gazillionth of what they went through. But yeah. I could, I could somewhat imagine it. Pretty scary. Not, not fun. No. Okay. At each, uh, excuse me. Uh, this segment of sports econ, which begs the question, why would you want to do it? <laughs> well, because you you could you you can have the fun of getting hurt, but maybe not getting hurt. Okay. Right. And, and so you don't want to get hit. Yeah. But if you do get hit, you're not going to die. There you go. Yeah. So it's it's okay. it's kind of the best of both worlds sure. on that. It's like fighting Mike Tyson. So, so there's making... no napalm involved. No. <laughs> thank, thank goodness for that. All right. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are still currently yielding around 8% secured by Bay Area real estate. That would be the San Francisco Bay Area. Nice and solid. Doesn't get any more conservative than that. Please check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be right back. 
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Whether you're a local or entertaining visitors, check out the new Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square for 360-degree views that are out of this world. This new San Francisco landmark serves up premium wines by the glass and locally crafted beers, as well as tempting appetizers, all of which complement the city's landmark vistas. The Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square. Pedro Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads, pain. If you have back pain or knee pain like I do, hey, you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. I'm talking about if Medicare is your primary medical insurance, and guess what? You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what? Give the Health Alert Hotline a call toll-free, 1-800-428-1570. 1-800-428-1570. You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. 1-800-428-1570. The Health Alert Hotline. 1-800-428-1570. The Lodge at Tiburon is steps from the ferry docks and nestled among Tiburon's upscale boutiques, charming cafes, and unique galleries. Dine at the award-winning Tiburon Tavern, serving innovative dishes prepared with ingredients grown in our very own gardens. Starting from $199 a night, join us at the Lodge at Tiburon and create long-lasting memories. For reservations, call 1-877-614-6068. Join us at the Lodge at Tiburon or go to lodgeattiburon.com. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan and our favorite guest. You yeah. used to be a co-host with That's us. That's right, KPAX Television's Vernon Glenn, who is uh, deigned to join us here on a beautiful uh, Thursday as we tape this game. And i got to talk with you, Vern, a little bit about the, the big story in the Bay Area really this year. Uh, you know, there have been a couple of them, actually, but the one that's really intriguing to me is the NFL Oakland Raiders. Uh, nobody figured that this team would be quite this good. You look at some of the the ways they've been winning, a, a lot of close games, so they're, they're not blowing people out. But, man, they're a fun team to watch. And in this era of parity, they may be as good as any team with the exception of maybe New England. Or the Cowboys. Or the Cowboys, yeah. yeah. Well, they shot right up to the top five of the power ratings in the NFL. Some rankings have them as high as number two behind the Dallas Cowboys. And I was over there in the middle of the week, and I remember Derek Carr going up to the podium 
and each week there are more and more microphones at the podium. Hmm. And he looks down and he goes, wow, more microphones. And I say, well, okay, it comes with the territory. You keep winning, you just wait. You know, you're going to see more than sports guys out here. You're going to see, you know, the newsies out there that can't pronounce Osimile's last name or something like that. You know, they, you know, they, they always screw it up. But that, hey, the, the, the more the merrier for the Raiders. It's about time. It is about it's a lot of fun to watch too. I mean, they they built this team basically around three great young players: Amari Cooper. Uh, you mentioned the Derek Carr and, and Khalil Mack, but there's a lot more to this team. Vernon, you mentioned in just passing uh, Kalechi Olesemi. I believe that's how you pronounce his name, or Oselemi. Uh, one of the, the offensive assembly got an unusual lame an offensive line. Their front line on the offense is is huge. Donald Penn, Marvin Hudson. I mean, they got some some big dudes up front. Well, they paid Doc Tyler for him. They are the most expensive offensive line in the league, hmm. and uh, and they are paying big, big dividends. I mean, they they still have the least number of sacks allowed in the National Football League, and they're I mean they're 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 they're, they're shimmying on up there. I mean, they're top ten in in rushing. Uh, they're you know, top five in passing. I mean, they're I mean everything's going great guns for them to the point where you know they they could just outscore you. Your defense can't stop anybody. I hope they, I, they, 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 got, they got a lot of one-point victories, a lot of you know less than five-point victories. But hey, a win is a win, and here they are, at nine and two. And uh, I hope uh, Derek Carr buys them all Rolex watches. <laughs> yeah, that's right at the end of the year. Yeah, he, yeah. who knows? You know, yeah, yeah. in fact, he's he's the uh, he's the odds-on front-running candidate for MVP. If you can believe that. Wow. wow. Well, as, as as good as the Raiders have been, the 49ers here in the Bay Area have been. Next to the Cleveland Browns, probably the worst team in football. Did we see that one coming, Vern? Well, I did see it coming, and and I think they're going to be down for a long time. It could be, oh, Bruce, it could be five, maybe six years before you start really seeing some some lead way. Because nope. this is what's going to happen. Yeah, why is that? The, the, the general manager is probably going to lose his job. The new one will come in, who's inherited a coach. Usually, when general managers come in, they want their own guy. So, so, so that's probably going to happen. The writing will be on the wall. Chip will leave. Then the new guy will come in, and they'll be starting all over again. Guys will lose the free agency. Other guys will come in. And then, then you have to slowly build to the draft. That's what Richard McKenzie has done these last few years. And you have to hope that when you pick, you guess right. And if you do, then you might get there sooner or later. So you don't just throw a bunch of... long, long time, but there's just, there's just way too many holes, Bruce. So you, you don't just quickly throw a whole bunch of money at it. You know, with the yeah. salary caps and all that, and just try to get trades going on. Well, isn't it true, Vernon? Yeah. Also, one of... a lot of money around. That's what that's what got the Raiders in yeah. trouble a couple of years uh, ago. For the, uh, Jamarcus for the Russell, of Al yeah. Davis's wife, he mortgaged the future to, to remain competitive, and, and and it caught up with him. Well, isn't it but also in the last couple of years that McKenzie's been able to get rid of some of that dead money mm. and uh, and 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 really kind of move in the right direction, go from the what the red to the black. I was going to say, though, relating to that, isn't it true that when you start winning, like as the Raiders are winning, they're going to attract more people naturally, yeah. whether they throw money at them or not. The players are going to be more prone to go there. And conversely, athletes who are looking for another opportunity are going to look at the 49ers and go, geez, that place is a mess. Why would I want to go out there? So, well, psychologists like too, right? Yeah. The, 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 be- the colleges that get better are going to attract the better talent yeah. right out of high school. Well, anyway. Unfortunately, right now, as Vernon points out, the – the 49ers are in the midst of a culture of losing. And, I, Vern, that's a tough cycle to break out of. You know, how do you, you – people always say, how do we find the magic of winning? Once you got it, you don't think too much about it. You just keep doing it. How do you break well, out of the well, cycle? What, what did they do from the 70s when they finally got Bill 
Walsh and Joe Montana. Yeah. Right? Because they were pretty lousy. Those were the days where there was no salary cap at all. That's right. You could bring in whoever you wanted. Different animal now. Yeah, it is. I mean, unfortunately, you know, for the Niners, I mean, this is just, they've kind of brought it all on themselves. And and, and when you got a demonstrative alpha dog coach like Harbaugh and, and he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do, and then you just, just kind of, you know, cut bait and, and just continue to fish. This is you, you, you reap what you sow. Maybe they, told me that a long time ago when he was yeah. with the Stanford. You reap what you sow, and the Niners are, are suffering for it. Maybe they'll bring Mike Singletary back. <laughs> <laughs> I want winners. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget. I don't know if you read that he's, press he's conference. A, he's, he's a good linebackers coach. Oh my god! But boy, well, I remember when he when he almost when he threw Vernon Davis. Out of the off the field, he threw him. I, I've never heard of that happening on the pro level, even a college level. A, a coach kicking a player literally off the field, and and you know something that actually was good for Vernon Davis. It actually got his attention, and he became a much better player well, because well, of it. But, for the audience who may not yeah. remember the situation, what, why did that happen? He just was not in the game, and I I think Vernon was cut. Were you covering that day, game that day? I just remember listening to it. And I was astounded. Yeah, it was it was a Forty Nine er game. It was a home game, and Vernon Davis wasn't into executing the game plan and he, and he just he decided he was just going to do his own thing <laughs> and, and and not follow along and then as soon as things very recognized that he says you know you you know you you you're just as good to us in the locker room as you're on the field why don't you just watch just take a walk and then and then Davis was like really he goes yeah there's the door and he started walking off and then he said oh hang on Single there went over and grabbed his helmet. And go here, take your helmet too. <laughs> <laughs> but Vernon Davis tells a story later on. He goes, hey, you know that that's really what Bruce is right. That really that's really what turned his career around. Yeah, that's yeah. really what, 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 what got his focus, which got him of the mind of thinking. You know, it's, it's just not about me. It's about it's about team, and and he was able to have a productive career. You, you know what that you know what that reminds me of in baseball, and this is I think this is actually going back to the twenties or thirties. Uh, there was a an outfielder who would just kind of jog out there, and uh, as soon as he came in after the inning was over, his, his manager says, "You know, if you don't want to run out there, he goes, I got a bunch of other players who will who will do it instead." And after that, the guy would always sprint as fast as he could out to the outfield. <laughs> of course, yeah, no, that's you know that is it's interesting you bring that up though. Uh, that is old school, but sometimes maybe the old school. Uh, methods might work with some of these kids today. I don't know, you know, to get their attention. Well, uh, well, it, it, it happened with Bryce Harper. Remember when he came jogging? Yeah, that's true. And, uh, oh, you know, yeah, that's Matt right. Williams, who was the manager, yeah. and he, he he sat him down. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Very good. Wow. Uh, we've got another minute before we have to cut to a break. Uh, when we come back, I do want to talk about uh, how they decided on the, which I think is really smart, the baseball all-star game should not determine home field for the World Series. No. There's, there's really, there's no correlation at all. It, well, I, I, I get the idea why, why they did it to, to really make the All Star Game kind of mean something. Yeah, but it only means something to the two teams that get into the World Series. Yeah, I know yeah, nobody knows true. who's going to be there. But. It's the same kind of silly logic. That's why we have an electoral college system and <laughs> for running for president. I know. told you the whole reason is <laughs> n- nobody wants all of California to decide all the politics. <laughs> that's that's, that's right. really what it comes well, we down do, to. You know, <laughs> well we do because we're here. Yes, yes we're here. <laughs> and for those of you don't, who don't know, uh, Bruce is the liberal side of the equation, and I'm the conservative you're side right, of you're the a equation. Conservative, really. I always thought you were kind of a middle middle of the road guy. I'm as right as right can be. No. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm as right as wrong can be. Oh no. my god, that's a, that's, a, that's a good one. You like that one? Yeah, yeah. 
All right. How do we manage? To, how many? How do we manage to avoid talking politics then? Well, because it's a sports show. That's true. That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we can go to now. Now we can go to break. There we go. All right. So here's our first trivia. Where's my? Uh, my former program director, Bob Agnew, used to say, "We're not going anywhere. That's Don't right. Turn the <laughs> listeners off. We're staying right here. <laughs> well, we're still not oh, going he used anywhere. To, he used but to say that to me, and I, I Vern worked for KNBR for a while radio, and this guy was it's, so. So intense. You remember Bob when he pointed his finger at you and Don't said, "You got to do it this way." Oh, I remember. I remember coming into the meeting with a Maxim magazine, going, "This is our audience." All right, wait, wait, hold on. You can tell the rest of that story later. Told, hold on, we got to get to this uh, okay. break. And it was always time spent listening. Okay. It was, uh, you know. Hey, wait, wait, Vern, 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 hold on. We got to wait. I got to ask this question. We got to cut the break real fast. Okay, right, what? What quarterback led the AFL in passing yards for the 1960s? All right? Don't touch that dial. Sports Ecom 101 will be right back. (laughs) Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt, and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now, 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves. And the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall and Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800 480 5708. That's 800 480 5708. Again, 800 480 5708. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure. 
foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward, I'm, Edward, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. And that was Vern Glenn, our co-host. Our co-host guest us. Go, go, whatever. Yeah. Our guest today. Former co-host. For, there you go. Yeah. Okay, our first trivia question on football was, what quarterback led the AFL in passing yards for the 1960s? I'm going to guess it had to be either, Je- uh, it had to be either uh, Kemp or Dawson. Lenny Dawson or well, well, Jack Well, we're we talking early 60s? No, for the J- whole J- decade. Just, uh, yeah, because remember, in the late 60s, isn't that when they merged? They actually merged well, in the 70s. Well, in 70, oh, okay. Nine season, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're talking about for the entire decade? Yeah. I'm going to say either either Jack Kemp yeah. or, or Lenny Dawson. Listen, if you're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, yeah, you don't get two choices. All right, well, all right, say, I'll say I'm, Jack I'm, Kemp. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, in that case, I'm going to go Joe Namath. Actually, it was, it was Jack Kemp. Yeah, I was you saying, picked right uh, because he he was he had five or six really good years. Namath only had yeah. two or three really good years, and then he yeah. you know flamed out because he had injuries, which oh, is really right. a shame. And I, I also thought about John Adel. John Adel, oh, yeah. yeah, he had a big strong arm. Interesting thing about Namath, for, for Namath Chargers, yeah, yeah. Namath's career total interceptions is actually higher than his career total he touchdowns. Still made it. He only hole. had a couple yeah. of really good years, but he but he saved his moments for the right time. Yeah. That's it. John Hadle, I remember. Boy, he was a good. He was actually a very, very good quarterback. Very solid quarterback. Very, very good arm. Twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. I remember that for the Chargers. 20, yeah, yeah. Two, very good arm. I remember that. Yeah. But I thought Lance Allworth was his favorite receiver. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just for some yeah, reason Bambi. John Hadle, I keep thinking of him just like in the seventies rather than in the sixties. No, he well, he Dan Fouts took over pretty much yeah. in the early seventies for the. For the Chargers. They had some great quarterbacks in San Diego. They just couldn't put any defense together. That was their problem. Yeah, so, gotcha. True. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's let's just quickly go on to baseball here. So the uh, it was recently, uh, you know, they had the collective bargaining, all that kind of junk going on. And uh, they said they decided that the All-Star game will not decide right. World Series home field advantage. Which I think is, is, is should be an idea. obvious, yeah, yeah It should be the best idea. team with the best record. And is that how they decided it? Because In the years the past, it. they did. I, Verna, I don't remember. I guess it was in, wasn't it about 2002 that they, yeah. they decided to make the All-Star game count as the game that decided who had home field advantage in the, in the World yeah, Series? Yeah, because that was, you know, they, 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 it, was, it was a couple of games that ended in a tie. Yeah. Or like, you know, if, if you, you stay up and watch the whole thing, you don't, want a, you don't want a game to end in a tie. Well, I think it wasn't only that. It was a lot of the players just were sort of going you know, through the motions. Just going through the motions. Yeah, exactly. I covered. I covered yeah. a lot of. I covered about five uh, All Star games in the nineteen nineties, and I can tell you they were ninety percent of the guys out there were just having fun. They weren't really into it. See, I keep thinking. When I think All Star game, and I think you know, serious. I keep thinking of Ray Fossey getting creamed oh, by Pete Rose. Rose's oh, career. Pete Rose. Yeah. Oh, that was. He'll, yeah. He'll tell you to this day, and it was the nineteen seventy All Star game, the game winning run. Rose comes in with that classic head first, you know, dive, and he he hit. Uh, Fossey up high and dislocated his shoulder. And Fossey's shoulder was never the same. He had, actually had a Ray decent Fossey, career. Yeah, he was never yeah. the same. In fact, he was yeah. the, Ray Fossey at the time. He was, he was the Johnny Bench of the American League. He was. Yeah. He was. He was only twenty four, twenty five. He'd had two really good years, and he had, you know, fair to say that he had five or six good more years. But unfortunately, he. His career was cut short by that. I mean, you make the all-star game, team, you're good. Yeah. You oh, know. yeah. I mean, some guys only make it once or twice, but he would have made it a bunch of multiple yeah. times, unfortunately. And, and did, they, did they did they decide it's just going to be whoever's got the best record? You know, that's a good question. I wasn't paying attention to the specifics. Vern, do you know if it's uh, – I would think oh, that's – Oh, for, for, for the new rules now? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, it's 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 whoever. Yeah, whoever holds the best record. Yeah, that there you sense. go. Then that's what it should be. Should the Cubs should have been able to win it at home this last year? That's a good point. Yeah. Not Cleveland. Cleveland was a good team. At Cleveland did not deserve to have home field advantage in the postseason. I'm sorry. You yeah, know, not, exactly. Not for that series. Exactly. No, no. Anyway. Yeah, it's funny because I remember you know getting into the. Uh, uh, all star for the all you know the pro ball uh, for football oh, yeah. years ago. Oh, but God, that's, I, I don't even watch me- it now. Top, talk about a meaningless exhibition game. Yeah, yeah. The NBA All Star game, the all the All Star games. The thing that made baseball unique in, in All Star games, it just seemed like the players up until about nineteen seventy eight or seventy nine really cared, and then they just lost interest for a long time. I don't know. That's just my opinion, and I don't know if Vern shares it well, or you share well, it. Well, I understand. Okay, I, in football, I can kind of understand not playing too hard because oh, you don't yeah. want to get hurt yeah, for yeah. a meaningless game. Yeah, exactly. You know, but. But at baseball, I mean, you're probably not going to get unless you're a Fosse. You know, you're not going to get hurt, and even in basketball, you're not going to get hurt. And they and they have a lot of fun, and it's kind of fun watching the uh, offense. Well, in the old days, know. the players didn't go after. In the old it. days, they used, they used to play, they used to have two All Star yeah, games. Yeah, that's like right. Fifties and, and and before good, that, they used to have point. two of them. They had two of them, and also the starters would stand a lot longer. And Willie Mays told me, he said, we wanted to win those games because we didn't get a chance to play. Most of us didn't get a chance to play in the World Series, so this was our chance to impress the guys, and we both wanted to impress each other. It made the games a lot well, better. Well, also, they didn't have interleague play back then. No, no, that's another thing I think they should get rid of, or get rid of a lot of it. You know, I mean, who wants to see the Cleveland Indians play the, you know, the Mill or have, have something like the Texas Rangers are going to be playing the uh, – you know, some team like well, the San Diego Padres. No, actually, I, I kind of like it because if if you're a fan, a lot of times, you know, if you're in San Diego, you don't get to see uh, some Texas guess, Rangers. I you don't guess, get to see the I Cleveland guess. Indians. And, I just and think it, it makes the schedules kind of skewed because some teams get to play teams that are of lesser quality in interleague play, and other teams have to play, you know, a division that's the best in Yeah, but they, no, but I will, they don't I will, know what the time is. If I could be semi-serious for a moment, I, I am glad to see that in our lifetime, the Chicago Cubs, yeah. World Series. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Well, there Isn't was that nice? wasn't that an, an article that showed this lady who like she's old enough to remember. It, well, I don't know if she remembers. Well, it, she couldn't remember. But no, yeah. but she was like well, she was like one, born. The one, that, one that actually went. Yeah. Uh, to, 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 yeah, she went. She, she, she went forty five. Yeah. No, but I mean, she was obviously. Yeah, you'd have to be. About no, she's 80. like one hundred and ten. Well, you'd have, you'd have yeah. to be about eighty yeah. years old to remember the last and, one. Yeah. Like game three or something like that. It was a home game that you know obviously lost. Um, Amazing, yeah. And they and Wrigley Field wasn't even around the last time they won it. Wrigley Field That's had right. not been built. Wrigley Field was actually built, was actually built right. for a team called the Chicago Whales that played in the American League and later became the White Sox. There, 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 there are stadiums crazy. that open and have now been closed. Yeah. Oh, no, a lot of them. A lot, yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, Candlestick yeah. Park, for example. But wait a minute, though. The Chicago Whales. They they yeah. had the Chicago White Sox even in the 1800s. Well, it must have been a different franchise then. I'm not sure. There, uh, there were a lot of changes in those. The days. White Stockings. The White Stockings. Who, became, who became the Black Sox, Black Sox. after the? Uh, <laughs> yeah, speaking the of, uh, you know, in terms of, I don't want to get off on a tangent about this, but in terms of good sports movies, Vern, I don't know if you and Edward agree with me on this, but I think that uh, Eight, Eight Men, Men Out, Out might have been yeah. the best. Baseball movie, at least, ever made. What do you one? Eight Men Out. John Sayles, Eight Men Out. Eight Men Out. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good movie. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. think about the cast. He had, he had a great cast. Charlie, uh, oh, what's I liked it. I liked it because it was, it was based on a true story. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. And I, I've read enough about that period. They didn't exaggerate or change any of the facts. It was very well yeah. put together. And uh, uh, the movie Cop was good with Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy, he did Tommy a very Lee Jones good pulled that off. Yeah. And I never thought he could because Ty Cobb was a... He was a very complex, very, very tortured man who was, you know, 
It's interesting with him. He actually, uh, this is the strangest thing about Ty Cobb, he actually sponsored four African-American kids, paid for their entire colleges, but then when he would encounter somebody of African-American descent in front of him, he would treat him like they were, you know, dirt. I mean, it was just... Why was, did he sponsor the four? I he, think he had some kind of guilt complex or something. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Wow. I mean, huh. he was a, he was a, he was think, a strange dude. This, the last time the Cubs were in the World Series, no brothers in the league. No brothers in the league. That's, That's right. right. Two years later, Jackie <laughs> Robinson integrated baseball, 1947. Yeah, when, when whoever, I don't, I don't think it was Dexter Fowler, but whoever, whoever stepped to the plate for this was was was, was the first Cub yeah. of color mm. to have an at bat in a World Series. You know what I thought was yeah. so cool about that World Series was when they had the rain out. It was almost it was a perfect amount of time that they had to kind of get themselves back together. That was the perfect thing that could have happened to the Cubs. They retreated into their, lo- into their locker room, and Derek Hayward, who was having a terrible time. Yeah, Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward, yeah. I'm sorry. Jason Hayward, having a terrible time, uh, you know, in the postseason, gets his guys together and says, hey, guys, you know, let's get out there and win this game. It was a great story. I love those kind of stories. You don't yeah. see them too often in sports. You win really one don't. for the Gipper. Win one for the Gipper. <laughs> yeah, they did. That's a great story. Um, I, let's move on for just yeah. a minute, if we could. Um because you were asking Vern beforehand, he had a story. Oh, yeah, Vernon has been covering a story as we speak. Uh, you know, Vernon works for one of the local television stations. You were doing an interesting story, Vernon. Tell us a little bit about this story because it's kind of an unusual story that has all sorts of uh, ramifications and fascinating sidebars to it, the soccer story you're working on. Well, for, for, for the non-traditional sports fan that's listening, uh, working for the local affiliate, you have to cover all the local teams. But aside from that, you stumble onto a couple of human interest stories that you have to address. And, and this centers around the, the weekend Final Four soccer for college soccer called the, the College Cup. And one of the teams involved is the University of North Carolina, which has multinational championships. But there's, there's two players on the team who are from the Bay Area. And it just, just so happens that the... the, the, the the Final Four is here in the backyard where the group are playing, but it normally would not be that because the, the College Cup normally is played in a small town called Cary, North Carolina. Oh, that's a beautiful area. And, um, but because of the North Carolina laws now that are against uh, folks who have cross-gendered, they, the NCAA pulled that event out of the state of North Carolina, as did the NBA pull the All-Star game out of North Carolina. And it just happens to be in San Jose. So, so I was down there doing a story on that team and those two individuals who have a chance to win the national title within 40 minutes of where they grew up. Wow, what a great story. I mean, interesting yeah. in, the, in the sense that two guys getting a chance to play in front of their home folks for, the, for all the marbles, but also the fact that this, this law changed everything and now you know who knows where the, the soccer is going to be played next year. Yeah, and I, 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 I guess I guess we have to wait for, I guess certain generations to get older and move on and get out of office before you know, the state of Carolina kind of does something about it, so that we're 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 they you know they can bring those things back. But those those events yeah. are going to remain out of North Carolina until things change. All right, stay stay with us. We're going to cut to a quick commercial break again. All right, talking football here. What quarterback fumbled a record five times in four Super Bowls? Mm. All right, don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 is going to be right back.
How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at pacificmoneyfund.com. Invest in some fun this season with this deal from Paintball Tickets. With the largest network of paintball fields in North America, Paintball Tickets is committed to bringing you high-intensity fun for a fraction of the cost. With the purchase of your paintball tickets, you'll receive free admission and equipment rentals to some of the most played-at paintball parks nationwide. And by partnering up with like-minded, safety-conscious paintball fields in thriving markets across the nation, we've ensured there's always a field close to home. These tickets, which can be purchased in bulk, are designed to fit the needs of every skill level, from casual observers to weekend warriors. This adrenaline-inducing sport is perfect for birthday parties, corporate team building, or a casual outing with friends. Make the right choice for your wallet. Get in on the fastest-growing action sport with this deal from Paintball Tickets by going to sportsecon101.com and clicking on the Play Paintball button. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan and our favorite guest, Vern Glenn. Second trivia question. What quarterback fumbled a record five times in four Super Bowls? Gentlemen, what's the answer? Well, I was telling Vernon, I, I think it was a former guest of ours who, who uh, yeah, played a cow. I'm going Craig Morton. Craig Morton, yeah. Either him or Fran Tarkenton. I'll go with Craig Morton. Neither one of them. Neither one of them. Who? What? You ready? Who was it? <laughs> yeah, you're not going to believe this. not going to believe this? Roger Staubach. Roger Staubach? Yeah. He only played in two. I would, I would not have guessed that. That's either. weird, but he only played in two Super Bowls and he won both of them. And he still ended up fumbling five times. That's crazy. Because he won. Well, it, says he, it, it says five times in four Super Bowls. Well, so. he, he actually played. His he team played. played in four Super Bowls, but actually, he played in three of them. Craig Morton played in one of those. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But maybe Craig man, didn't fumble man, five. I, well, I thought I was on it. My, my chest yeah. was out proud. 
Yeah. Oh, I thought, hey, <laughs> he he was two that. and one in Super Bowl wins. He won in seventy one over the Dolphins, seventy seven. They beat the Broncos, and then of course the Steelers beat him with Bradshaw. I was at that game because it was a great game. Thirty five, thirty one. There were uh, four lead changes. It was yeah. an amazing game. I was a, I was a is, big. Is that the touch? Is that the touchdown pass that bounced off of Jackie Smith's chest? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Jackie Smith, who was a thirteen year veteran, headed for the Hall of Fame and. That would have put the cherry on the top of his career, and he dropped the third touchdown. Was he a Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I don't remember it's him. Too bad he's known for that. For that. Yeah. He's known for I mean, the ball yeah. hit him right in the bread basket, yeah. right there, and he just well, it's dropped like, it. It's like Jim Marshall being known yeah. for running the for, wrong and way. he was a great player for 14 oh, years. Oh, yeah. Nice, I mean, he's, nice he's, guy, too. He's a Hall of Famer, isn't he? I believe he is. Yeah, yeah I believe he is. So... Um, what do you guys want to uh, cover? In well, the I last was curious here? to get Vernon's thought. I'm going to go out to the Warriors game tonight, Vernon. We knew the Warriors were going to be good. We knew they were going to be one of the best, if not the best, team in in basketball. They started a little slow, but I've been watching them a lot lately, and they look better maybe than we thought they were going to look. The guy that really has impressed me is Kevin Durant, whose per- shooting yeah. percentage is something ungodly. It's like 57 yeah. percent or something. I mean, he seems to be really at home in this new system. Well, you got to get I them think, together. I think Kevin Durant is is playing like Kevin Durant does. I mean, I, it, it, it's, it's, like he, it's like he literally peeled off the Oklahoma City uniform, put the Warrior uniform, and just kept on doing what he does. Yeah. Maybe, so, maybe uh, Russell Westbrook is doing so well because he wants to also come on over. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's putting up Oscar Robertson <laughs> numbers. Double himself. Yeah, the thing that amazes me is there was a lot of concern. Okay, you bring Durant in. How, how is that going to affect the opportunities of shooting for guys like Draymond Green and Clay, Clay Thompson? Thompson's number of shots actually has not dropped dramatically, nor has Steph Curry's. Draymond Green's has, but Green has embraced this yeah. defensive role. The other night he blocked yeah. two shots in the final couple of minutes, saved the win. I mean, he is really – you look at statistically, he doesn't put up great numbers, but what he does on the floor, to me, Vern, he kind of sets the tone for that team. He does. Yeah, he does. And 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 and, and when he's the, the thing I like watching about Draymond Green is what he does when he doesn't have the ball. Mm, I mean, yeah. he's just constantly moving. He's directing traffic. He's telling people where to go. I mean, he. he I mean, he, he really, he really is. He really is the the, the glue, so to speak, of that team. And yep. uh, I, I don't want to say they're rudderless because I mean they're just so talented. They they could just win in so many so many different ways. But. Um, but he, uh, he definitely, he definitely makes it makes it go. It's a lot of fun. To, it's a lot of fun to watch him right now, though, because they they on any given night they can just explode for something like a twenty five to three run, and it seems like of late they do it routinely. I would hate to be a visiting team. I think oh, the yeah. Warriors have lost maybe two games in the last three years or something at home. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, Vern, have you seen a team ever in your years of covering basketball that's this good? Uh Maybe the oh, Bulls. Maybe yeah, the not, Bulls. Not, yeah. not in my lifetime. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm waiting for, guys? I'm waiting for Christmas Day. Because here's here's the here's the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they're like, okay, they're they're like, okay, keep keep talking about the Warriors and how great they are. Okay, you keep talking, but but, but when we meet, I mean, I I, I think the, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers fully believe that they have not played a team yet like them. Yeah, huh. and, I, and, I, and I think huh. when that when that happens, uh, if, if if I'm the Cavaliers, I'm like, okay, you you, you just wait, and you and 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 we'll see how easy it is. 
for the defense that we play. The only shame to me of the Cavaliers-Warriors, which is becoming a great rivalry, is that two years ago when the Warriors won it, Kyrie Irving was hurt. Last year when the Cavaliers pulled out that miraculous finish, winning the last three, Draymond Green missed a couple of games, and, and Steph Curry was certainly not at full strength. So we haven't really seen these two teams at full strength go head-to-head, and we might see that this year. And now we got I believe, Durant. I, I, I believe to this day, had Draymond Green played Game Five, the Warriors would be the NBA. Oh, no question. I, I, I absolutely, one hundred percent believe that. But we'll never know. Yeah, but now they have Durant, now they have Kevin Durant. So that that just ups the game that yeah. much more. It's interesting too. I was uh, <laughs> listening to a local show the other day on the radio, and they they were talking to Bob Myers, and, and people forget Bob Myers is so well respected around the league by the players themselves. He went with Draymond Green to watch that game. Draymond Green was not allowed to be anywhere in the premises of the, you know, of the arena when the Warriors were playing Cleveland for Game Five. So he watched next door during an A's game in a luxury box, and Bob Myers sat with him the entire game. I thought that was that was just great. How often would you see a, a general manager do that? Have you ever heard of a story like that, Vernon? Well, the smart the, the smart thing about Bob Myers is that he's a guy that has seen it from 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 both sides. He, he he was an NBA agent, and now he's a general manager. So 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 there's there's nothing he hasn't seen before. There's 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 no getting by him. He knows all the angles. He knows all the loopholes. He just he just knows how to handle guys. Yeah. And and I think I think anybody with an agent background uh, that 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 then jumps to the other side becomes one of them, so to speak. Uh, if you're smart like him, you you, you know how to play it. Mm-hmm. And he has. Yeah. Can you can you imagine being a visiting team and suddenly you see uh, Clay Thompson go out? You're like, yeah, yeah, great. He's going out. Oh, Sean Livingston's coming in, yeah. or and then or David West is coming in. Yeah, and know? also those young players they got like Patrick McCaw and Ian oh, Clark well, and, and yeah. even Kevon Looney. I mean, they've yeah. got some good young players. They didn't have that kind of youth on their team, so they may be even better in a couple of years. Who knows? It's it's a lot of fun though, Vern. You know, you cover this team on on a semi regular basis. I know you're covering everything in the Bay Area, but don't you find these guys are are some of the nicer people to deal with? Maybe it's because they're winning. How could you not be nice if you're winning every well, night? They, they, they <laughs> went out and they got good character guys too. Yeah. Guys can play, but guys who are unselfish. And I believe anybody new to the team, I think they sit them down and go, hey, "Look, this is you know this this is how this works." Yeah, uh, Andre Iguodala could certainly start anywhere. Yes, exactly. But 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 in order to you know win it all or have a chance to win it all, you have to give up yourself. You're going to have to come off the bench. Hey, let me ask you what because yeah. I know the, the the Clippers were just doing really well and they kind of hit a little bit of a slump. But I kind of missed because again I was I was, I was away uh, this this week for a few days. Doc Rivers just totally lost it, but I didn't find out exactly why. He was very upset. There was one particular player, I think, that messed up a couple of times. Oh no, that wasn't the team. It was the no, no, no. team. He was they upset were, with the uh, with the team. refs. No, he was. You know what he was? He was upset. His team kept turning the ball over. They turned it over a record number of times, and they did it. I think five times within a couple of minutes. And he, no, he, he, he was. And he was. They had to hold him back, though. But no, I'm yelling at the refs. Oh, I'm telling you, he was just. <laughs> now, Vernon, I may be wrong. Maybe you saw something else. The the video I saw of him, it was funny. It was actually kind of humorous. He was getting more and more upset with his team because they kept throwing the ball away. But you may be talking for, uh, yeah. Edward about another incident. Doc has always struck me as a pretty even keel guy. I, that sure shocks me. How about you, Vernon? Have you? You ever dealt with Doc Rivers when he's been kind of? I think I think Doc Rivers is is, is is smarter than people think. Yeah, I think I think there's I think everything he does is calculated, and he'll do anything to to, to light a fire under his team. Yeah. Now the Clippers they 
they uh, they they've fallen off a little bit. I mean, they, they they used to be kind of a kind of a sexy thing to watch, but it, it's clear that they they just don't they don't have it to run with the Warriors anymore. And so, mm. so, so there's really nobody on there that you really fear. So uh, <laughs> what the Clippers can do is just you know the best they can to be one of the next tier of power teams. Really, you don't you don't, uh, but, you don't fear guys like Chris Paul or Blake Griffin that much, huh? DeAndre Jordan. No, I think I, I I I think they're good, but for whatever reason, it's it's in their heads now. Yeah. And hey, look, we just we're just not not in that league. We're just gotcha. we're, we're 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 just not that elite of a team anymore. Like at least at least the way they thought they were. Yeah. And that's then good I, point. I don't want to say they they've been emasculated by the Warriors and the <laughs> and the, and the Cleveland Cavaliers, but but they they've been beaten down so much that they. They essentially know their place. I'm not yeah. saying, hey, stay in your Like lane. the whip dog, stay, stay in your corner. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you, it's interesting. You were, you were mentioning about Doc Rivers, everything is calculated. Um, I, I can't remember which manager for baseball. Every once in a while, he would go out there and purposely get himself thrown out just to kind of yeah. light a fire. I think and, a couple of managers would do that. Yeah, I remember they, Billy Martin used yeah, to do that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah. men. Uh, no, but I mean, they specifically tell the umpire, they go, listen, throw I, me you out. can throw me out. Yeah. You know? yeah. I don't know what if do the umpires would go along with that. He'd have to say, okay, I'll throw you out, but you got to use some profanity so I, <laughs> so I can. Earl, yeah, Earl Weaver would come out when he was a manager. Of the, I mean, yeah, that's he'd, true. he'd scream at an umpire, I need you to kick me out right now. <laughs> I'm pretending to be mad. And I yeah, just, you, your mother wears army boots. You know? I, I'll never forget, I went into the clubhouse in, uh, this would be like in the mid-'80s when, during Earl's last tenure with the, with the uh, Orioles, yeah. and he was standing there stark naked. His hair was going every which way but loose because he'd gotten out of the shower, the, the, hair, the little hair he had left. His eyes were glowing. I mean, they were wild. He had this half-eaten piece of chicken in his hand. His mouth was full of chicken. And he's wildly gesticulating with the riders. He goes, and here's how he was swinging the bat. He's, like, <laughs> practicing the swing. He's, like, standing there, buck, buck, naked. Where would you see that today, Vernon? You'd never see that today. With Especially it. with women in the uh, locker room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was something else. Great. Uh, hey, Vern, thank you so much. I know you got to go because you, uh, you're, you're on the road. He's on, he's on the go. He's, on, he's actually on working right now. We're taking time away from his work. What a guy. What a guy. Yep. Yeah. What a guy. All right. Thanks so much, man. All right, buddy. Thanks for, uh, thanks for throwing me the vine, as they like to say <laughs> on another radio station. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let All me, right. And let me, let me swing with you for just a little bit. You got it. So, thanks. So I'll, 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 end my, I'll end my session by, by saying what I always used to say on the show, good night, America. That's right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. There you go. All right. All thanks right. a lot, Bert. Vernon really one of the good good people in our business. You know, it's funny. I've talked to a lot of people who know Vernon over the years, and no, almost to a man and a woman who anybody who knows Vern knows there's just not a mean bone in his body, and he absolutely loves what he does. He's one of those people. Some people, you know, they get to a certain point in their career and they just say, "Ah, eh, you know, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to put as much enthusiasm into it." Now with Vernon, you know, what you see is what you get. He is yeah. he loves what he does. He's got yeah. a high energy positivity and that's something you you like to see as a broadcaster because once you start to lose that enthusiasm edward you're not oh, going to last very long over. your yeah. career is over yeah yeah now, no, look at me i'm in the i'm in the twilight of mediocrity here yeah. <laughs> no no i'm just kidding just kidding my wife tells me that every night she goes yeah, twilight of mediocrity yeah, yeah you I, could have been a you could have been, been a contender, contender. instead yeah. you're working in the outskirts of san francisco come on I mean, every once in a while i'll see Fern on tv and yeah he's always got that energy oh, he's got that energy definitely you gotta have it it's just it's something that some people are just born with an enthusiasm and a positivity and 
And I think uh, positivity. Positivity. Did you yes. make that word up, or is that one of your daughter's I, I new words? I think it's one of my daughter's new words. Yeah. That you know, she, majestical is her favorite one that she that's throws. I out. I like that. I do too. That's kind of it's very kind of kind of kind of unicorn like. Yeah. Well, majestic. she used a word the other day that just she used the word prescient. This is an eleven-year-old girl. Prescient. Prescient. You know, which is being able to see things in the future or kind of predict things. I said, I never you? heard that word. I said, Where did you learn that word? She goes, Oh, I just saw it in one of my books. I'm thinking, There oh, you my go. God, we've got a little genius in our hands. Yeah. Uh, books. I, I, yeah. I've never been much for reading. Yeah. No, it's kidding. <laughs> like I said, yeah, six, you know, six years of high school, that's you what know, I got. Get into the habit and you might actually like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I read my smartphone. <laughs> Start by reading the contents of your you know your daily uh, juice Listen, in the morning. I like I like reading the comics because... Uh, my daughter loves the comics. And so do I because yeah. it's not but usually not, not too, but yeah, yeah. nobody dies nobody loses exactly the game. yeah yeah, yeah you, you get depressed they don't lose their dog you know? yeah and yeah. it's supposed to be you know for, for laughter okay yeah. here's our last trivia question what nfl team was second to the 49ers in wins during the 1980s good question right i think you'll know this one okay all right don't touch that dial sports econ 101 we'll be right back with some closing comments closing comments Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. 
you only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. We had to say goodbye to our friend Vern, but we have this <clears throat> excuse me trivia question. What NFL team was second to the 49ers in wins during the 1980s? I'm going to say the Washington Redskins. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Well, well, they had they had three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks: Doug Williams, oh yeah, uh, Mark Rippon, and that was oh, in '91. Yeah. And Williams was in '87. And, and Joe Theismann. And Joe Theismann. Yeah. yeah. And they the, and they won all three of those Super Bowls. That's won that's right. Yeah, uh, against Denver and against uh, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, very good. And. Was it? And Feisman uh, beat, the, I see, Miami in 82, 87 was Denver, and 91 was uh, the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, that's right. Four yeah. straight losses. Can you imagine that going to the Super I know. Bowl four the, times around and not winning it? Yeah, and Minnesota. the first one, they had. The, that's the closest one they could have yeah, potentially won. That's the right. First one. Scott Norwood missed a, what, is a 38 year, a 46 like yard field yeah, goal? Barely yeah, missed it. Barely missed oh, it. Oh, that poor guy. Okay, uh, so we've got some uh, thoughts for the day thoughts here. Thoughts for the day, I like right, it. Ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. It says here. I, I used to play sports. Then I realized you can buy trophies. <laughs> now I'm good at everything. <laughs> Sounds like Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, no, D- Dimitri Martin. Who the heck is Dimitri Martin? I don't Martin? know, but I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I, love that. I love that line, though. That's a great line. And speaking of trophies, Mary Lou Retton, uh-huh. who we know, she said, a trophy carries dust. Memories last forever. That's a good point. Very good point. I wonder I like if she'll that. give me her trophy, though. I'll, I wouldn't mind dusting it and <laughs> caving it. She can have the that'd memories. Be that'd be kind of weird to have somebody else's trophy, though, in your house. You'd sort of feel like Well, it's like, a, what about a Super Bowl ring, right, that belonged yeah, to a player? I, I don't get that. Why would you want somebody else's trophy? I just, that's, it would be, it's almost like robbing somebody's grave. You know, it's yeah. kind of creepy. I guess, uh, well, Super Bowl rings are worth a lot because oh, they're I know the diamonds they are, and stuff. But it's just the idea of it. You know, it's like, yeah. ugh, it kind of makes my skin crawl. Well, if you had an Olympic medal from you know 1912. Yeah, I guess that would be interesting to have. I guess that, that, a Super Bowl that ring, though, no, I wouldn't want. An Olympic medal, I'd, I'd go for that. Yeah. So you wouldn't want a Super Bowl no, ring? No, I wouldn't want that. I'd feel creepy. But an Olympic medal, uh, well, uh, United it, States American. Yeah, because right. the Olympic medal, probably somebody who had it is now gone. But the Super Bowl gotcha. ring. You know, yeah, well, someone who had to hawk it. Most, okay, yeah. tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective. And uh, we want to... Give away more yeah, vacations. Yeah, yeah. We're, well, we're actually, we're doing the um, paintball tickets. There you time. go, paintball tickets. All right. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. And as our good friend Vernon Glenn says, good night, America. So long. 